My name is William Corliss and this is the Workplace Podcast. Brought to you in association with Yellowwood, providers of executive coaching, corporate training and facilitation. Your external learning and development partner. Each week we focus on a different aspect of the workplace. We hear from guest speakers who will be subject matter experts, who I believe are incredibly talented at what they do. These experts will give you a different perspective and insight to work life, with the aim of empowering you to take a different path to success in all aspects of work life. These perspectives will include career and personal success, leadership, high performance teams, and creating a better work life culture in your organization. Yellowwood, take a different path to success with your career, team, and organization. Our guest today is Luke Monaghan. Luke has worked in leadership development on four continents, bringing a unique blend of experience, competence, and innovation to his work. He has published 14 books in the area of educational practice and social issues. He has facilitated groups from cabinet members and corporate teams to help professionals and organizational leaders to teachers and students. His approach is engaging, respectful, challenging, and creative in order to unearth relevant and sustainable solutions. The more complex, the more he likes it. He is a director of three companies, the Mediation Foundation of Ireland, providing leadership and conflict resolution responses, the Consultant Academy, resourcing senior executives as they navigate the world of consulting and curum resourcing excellence in education and I must disclose we are partners in the Mediation Foundation of Ireland. So Luke, welcome to the podcast. Big revelation William, will the world be able for this great partnership being launched? Yeah. This is great. So you do, it's great to have you on the podcast and I must say uh, for the listeners of the podcast, um, you're finally on the show. Uh, yeah, I'm finally on the podcast. It took him a, a while to get around to me now, listeners. <laughs> I'm a bit upset. Some partner he is. Yeah, I was. I'm. I'm clearly just the fill in today. But I'll do my best. Okay, <laughs> and I must say, listen, Luke. I'm very fortunate to have you as a partner here. That that trusted advisor there. And I think everybody should know more about you in terms of what you offer. So I suppose in terms of today's podcast, it's really about making a difference to people's lives uh, and especially in the workplace. And today's topic is breakthrough conversation. So maybe let the listeners know why might this be important in the workplace, breakthrough conversations? I I just find it such a common theme I'm picking up when I'm going in and out of groups and teams and training and doing the mediations and conflict people are talking about this difficult conversation I have to have and can you help me think it through and I, I just it, it keeps me awake at night or I know it's going to lead to, to things getting worse not better what should I do and they keep framing it as a difficult conversation. So what I've really enjoyed in all the work I've done in conflict resolution is to reframe it. I reframe conflict as mediation and constructive outcomes. What can we do to go through the difficult issues? Let's not avoid them because they're there. And like death and taxes, conflict is inevitable. So let's actually deal with it. But to deal with it, 
constructively. And this is where the concept of breakthrough conversations rather than breakdown conversations. Breakthrough is saying, you know what? It's about, I've got five layers. We'll talk about that later. But the first key piece is the mindset that we come to a conversation. You know, if we come to a conversation, this is going to be difficult. This is going to be really, I don't know how it's going to work out. It's understandable, but is that mindset helpful? And I think breakthrough is a way to begin to get us questioning the mindset that perhaps this could be the conversation that really needs to happen and could, if if there's a reasonable engagement, could be a way through, put us on a pathway to something more positively happened. Because I'm spending so much time doing conflict resolution, which I love to do, but I would love to give, to give people, and that's the work I'm doing with you all the time, to give people the skills they have to actually work through their stuff themselves with their teams, to have that confidence and competence. Do you know what? I can handle this. Our job, you use the word trusted advisor, is to be just that. I don't need to be the, you'll hate this phrase, William, but I don't need to be the sage on the stage. I'd prefer to be, it even gets worse now, the guide on the side. To help I love that. People. Yeah, I mean, you know, I love the, anyone who, yeah, I'm afraid I've got loads of those, but it, it really is, it, it, it speaks to a mindset. I'm not there to shine. I'm there to help you shine. I'm there to help the people I'm working with get through their stuff. Anyway, that's a little bit of where I'm coming from. And I really like that, Luke, because that's how we first, you know, I suppose when we first met each other around five years ago, we, we really started getting aligned in terms of our own values and terms of that empowerment piece is just give people the tools yeah. to, you know, sort their you know, issues themselves or get the solutions themselves. So really what you're offering here is a part of their, their conflict resolution toolbox is how to do this, these breakthrough conversations. Absolutely. And just to, to have a sense, because like all of these um, pieces in, in the workplace, it's that self-awareness piece. It's then the awareness of the other and tuning into the others. But it's having that, as you call it, the tool, the toolbox, the skill set. The, the, you're not just just off a, a session with people who are working in the financial sector and just listening to them. They were saying, our difficulty is, Luke, that we're one trick ponies. We're really good at the finance. Oh, if you've got a financial problem, come to us. But they, when we explored it, they realized, but a lot of my work, Luke, is working with people and team members. And, you know, and, and, and the numbers are there, but what's more important is the relationship or the lack of relationship. And that's the piece I need more and more support with. The further into the organization, the, the, the more promotions I get to different responsibilities, the more I realize, you know what, it's the people stuff I need real support with. And my job is not just to, as we were doing this morning, not just to, to give them a whole lot of tips, but actually to evoke from them their own abilities get them out there so that you can see them. Okay, oh, I can do this. I didn't realize I could do this. And I think it's, it's, it's how you and I like to, to facilitate and work with people is to draw it out, draw it out of people. But I, I shouldn't say this because William's here. The, one of the first times we, we, we were working together, we were both doing a course on negotiation skills in two different sets of rooms in the same building. And do you know what was happening? I think he was just trying to sneak into my room all the time. He kept saying, oh, I'm in the wrong room. And then he would take down everything on the slide and then run out again. And then 10 minutes, he'd be at, oh, I'm sorry, the wrong room again. It was a bit of a... We had to end up putting a little sign on the door that said, Luke is here, William is not here. You know, but it's what I loved about all of that is that we are, as you say, and it's important, sync on, in sync on values. 
the word that you is so important in the work that we do. It's it's why I enjoy it so much. It's the values. And one of those core values is how can we help you be the best that you can be? That's what we want to do around breakthrough conversations, a conflict or leadership, whatever it is. How can we help you do what you want to really do anyway? Well, thank you for sharing that little story about my little uh, mistakes yeah. and, and keep them walking into your room, which which was, uh, I have to say, the worst signpost of the exact same sign. Um, <laughs> and you mentioned before there about the five layers um, of breakthrough conversations. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, because when you sort of dig, because there's, there's lots of, there's, there's, there's a book called Vital Conversation. There's a book called um, uh, Assertive Accommodation uh, Conversations. So I'm trying to find something that you can get your hands around. And and when I'm doing conflict coaching with someone and, and I talk about breakthrough conversations, five years, the first one I talk about the mindset. The mindset we bring to the conversation really influences how it's going to play out. If you come with a mindset, however understandable, that says this is going to be a disaster, this is not going to work. Do you know what? This is going to be a disaster. It's not really going to work out. So how can we credibly, and that's obviously a crucial word, we're not into makey yuppie. Uh, we're into what I call realistic optimism about this conversation. If it, would, if it was to go reasonably well, what would that look like? That mindset, I think that's hugely important, first layer. The second layer is to examine the relationship you have with the person or persons you're going to, to have the conversations with. What's my relationship? Is it a very transactional one? Is it a one of empowerment? Is it one of ma uh, manager to report or report to manager? Uh, how would you characterize it in terms of, you know, trust? How would you characterize it in terms of openness of dealing with different perspectives? You know, on a scale of one to five, where would it be on that? Is there anything that perhaps you could see that would allow that relationship to evolve to a better, uh, to improve? Really crucial to think about that. And how can this conversation, because it's a breakthrough conversation, you really want it to be real. Because, you know, breakthrough conversations are about a commitment to, uh, as I, I define it, it's a commitment to uncover and address what really matters. That's the definition of the breakthrough conversation, a commitment to uncover and address. Because sometimes what happens is we uncover it, but we don't deal with it. Or we might address it in the wrong way, but we haven't got to the real issue. Uncovering is really important. And we're doing that with the dispositions of curiosity, courage, and constructiveness. There's me three C's. So that's important in that, in that mindset, that definition, and that relationship. How are we committing to uncover, committing to addressing, but bringing that, because I, I think it's so important in anything we're doing, that commitment, that disposition of curiosity. I wonder what I'll find out in this conversation. I wonder what the breakthrough will be for me. Because sometimes we're thinking, I have to have that conversation with that person because the behavior isn't really great in the workplace. What's that going to tell me? The layers, so we talked about mindset, relationship. The next layer is the process. Now that we've understood the issue and what's it about, what's the best process in the conversation? that's going to give it the best chance of having the breakthrough, of having the insight, of looking at the way to address it. What's the process? Because again, that's part of the planning, the preparation. And it, sometimes it's the most underdone aspect of a breakthrough conversation, preparation. What do you do before you're even in the room or on the call uh, with the person? 
the preparation. So again, I, again, just with reference to that group I was with earlier on, they were talking about how do we improve engagement, Luke? How do we improve engagement? Uh, and I said, well, the first thing we need to do is what's the purpose of the engagement? You know, because you, you, unless you're clear on the purpose of it, then once you're clear on the purpose of engagement, then you go to the second P, you look at the process of engagement. Because you're clear what you want to do, now you need to figure out how you're going to do it. So the next layer, then the fourth layer of the breakthrough conversation for me is what I call the ownership. Are we both in there? Are we both owning the conversation, committing to it, going to go there, going to see what's uncovered, going to provide that constructive, safe space, that psychologically safe space that's crucial for a conversation like this to really happen and to really have an impact that there is the confidentiality, that there is the respect for the differences, that there is the respect to what's going to play out afterwards. So I think that ownership piece and, yeah, we're going to uh, commit to what's going to come through with it. We're going to take our responsibility. I think that's an important layer. And they're not sequential. They, you know, they're, 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 they're a dynamic mix, I think. Yeah. So it's really important. Yeah. I was just about to ask you on that because sometimes people might say, well, you follow a method or a formula. Mm-hmm. And in my head is is typical workplace challenges. I don't understand my, my manager, for example, mm-hmm. or my manager doesn't listen to me or there's a change mm-hmm. process going on. And I talked about that in, in other uh, podcasts. And you, so in terms of, of how you would use the these different layers, then what you're saying is you kind of use them as the context uh, suits. Is, is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, absolutely. They're like little signposts that are around this conversation that I need to, okay, I need to watch that one now. You know, I need to, and something that you do so well in coaching, that you're just helping people to really think where they are now and where they might need to go and what questions might help out. Because I mean, a really interesting question that you could ask, and I know it's, you've often talked about similar questions in your work, is, you know, what change could I make that would make a difference to you? I, mean, I think it's a really, really valuable for a leader to ask somebody who's, you know, maybe a report of theirs or somebody they're trying to really connect with. And it shows an openness, vulnerability uh, 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 that, that's credible and that's real. But what, what change could I make? that would really make a positive impact to you. I think that would, wouldn't that be a great, I'm just putting together, and I know we're working on something at the moment as well, about a series of questions, you know, that would just declare an intent, particularly if you're leading the conversation or if you're the, the, to use that word, power person in the conversation, how you lead it out is going to be crucial. It determines how it's going to go again. I mean, there's that work, we both know it, uh, Patrick Lencioni's, um, you know, five dysfunctions of a team. The most important one is trust. You know, the most important layer is trust. But watching that little, and always recommend anyone who's listening to to, 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 to watch out for some of his videos. Uh, he talks for two minutes about the importance of vulnerability-based trust. You know, yeah. that as the leader, you're leading out just to say sometimes, yeah, I'm not too sure myself. What do you think? I mean, not having all the answers, there's a great freedom in that. Yeah, you know? and... and- and I'm glad you mentioned that because we have a, a podcast on trust with yeah. our colleague and partner, uh, Paula Milligan, yeah. right? Yes. You know, so so we've gone into detail on that. And what I've noticed is a common theme is leadership mm-hmm. uh, and vulnerability, that aspect of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we talk about that enough. 
Absolutely. Um, so so you, you're saying trust but vulnerability. What does that look like? Because if I am mm. the person that has, you know, a, a senior leader, um, I mightn't feel safe to talk to them. Mm. Or then the other side of the coin is there could be a leader here that doesn't want to get into that difficult conversation and just avoids the conversation. So, you know, where does trust or vulnerability come in in terms of those two different differing perspectives? Absolutely, because we have to be careful not to 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 over uh, um open ourselves too far in an unsafe way, which is why that psychological safety piece is really important. And that it's, you really need, if you're the leader, you need to lead out with this vulnerability. And it's not, you're not, you're not going to live with this person. You're working with them. But it's something like, do you know what, William, you know, you, you know this, stiff, this stuff better than I do. Will you lead out on this? Or do you know what, I, I think I overreacted yesterday. I'm sorry about that. You know, hmm. it's it's just that piece, and um, you know, here, Joel, you know I think I'm I'm pretty strong at this. If that's okay with you, I'll go I'll go with that. It's that honesty stuff. I think that makes such a difference in terms of the connection with people to realize, okay, it's safe. But people always have to make that risk assessment: is it actually safe? How far can I go? But always have that that uh, uh, devil's advocate voice in our head: am I just finding a way to block the conversation? Or am I being realistic? So there's that realism about how how will this play out, even if I'm outside my comfort zone. What they call another another way of looking at what it's, it, I, I was just looking at it recently called the zone of uncomfortable debate. Zood, uh, a guy called Eden Charles. If you're interested in diversity and all that area, it's fabulous. But he talks about this: how in leadership, how much of our conversations at a leadership level need to be in the zood category, the zone of uncomfortable debate, which is about that we're pushing each other, stretching each other, you know, good challenge, healthy challenge. But the research showed that in key leadership teams, that only 5% of the conversations were in that zood category, that most of the time people stay in the safe zone. So that's a question for all of us. How ready are we? Back to the mindset layer for a breakthrough conversation. Not every conversation needs to be a breakthrough. Sometimes it's okay to say, how was your weekend? But when it's necessary, are we able to go there? When the circumstances require it, have we got the courage, which is one of the dispositions that I outline in the definition of a breakthrough conversation that we need? We need courage. Courage is about going somewhere where it feels uncomfortable, but you still go there. That's what courage is. And, and that's hard. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's there's a similarity between a lots of different leadership theories. So I studied um, adaptive leadership in Harvard and they talk about the work, you know, and, and work avoidance by not having the, the difficult conversation or doing making that difficult decision. And that's the work. And, you know, it, it, it's funny you, you, you talk about trust is I know, for example, as a business partner, I can really trust you because I know you will be honest with me. Hmm. Uh, and I notice a lot in my mediations is sometimes it's when people weren't honest and they find out later on then that people withheld something because there's a positive intention there. They didn't want to hurt their feelings or they didn't want to cause conflict, yeah. you know. And sometimes there's unintended consequences to our original positive intentions. Hmm. And for me, I noticed that 
we have a huge level of trust between us because we're able to say, listen, Luca, I need to say something. It's not easy for me to say it, yeah. you know, and with your permission, is it okay uh, yeah. to say this, you know, or to yeah. give you this feedback or yeah. this is something I really think you should know, you yeah. know, and I think it brings this, the, our relationship and everybody else's relationship to mm-hmm. a deeper level. What, what are your thoughts? And I think it just adds such value and how important it is to nurture to watch out for and nurture those connections because they're the ones and I've I've said this to you William many times that in the work that I do even though I'm a slight introvert and I'm out there all the time but I choose carefully who I want to work with but I always I always want to work with someone I don't want to be a solo uh, player because yes I can do it but it's not as satisfying as it is to work with someone like you or someone that the other people that you know I work with because there's so much more to gain from that trust, from that, yeah, you have to be a bit fearless and have to say, is it okay we talk about this? Because I think that's going to add to both of us. Hmm. And what that does, all those words that we know about synergy, it's greater than the sum of its parts, all of that is true. But it is work because it's worth nurturing. It's worth treasuring. And uh, you just stay with that because of the value of it. Because again, we can't be asking other leaders to have those collaborative relationships with their teams, to have those trusted advisors, if we ourselves don't actually model that. As I mean, for me, the reason I've I've been evolving this theme of breakthrough conversations is because I've tried my best to engage in them uh, and 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 to to take the impact of them. And not all of them go well, but they they happen, and I will continue to have them, uh, and I will continue to create the ground where that's possible. Uh, and and a lot of people come back to me and have breakthrough conversations with me. They've just added so much to the quality of the work, never mind to who I am as a person. And I think in terms of what we're noticing is a lot of teams are in in a a lot of flux at the moment because of the pandemic and there's a lot of change going on or there's a lot of disruption going on. That means a lot of change. Management programs are, are going through or reorganizations are going on with you know within companies and for me what i've noticed um especially in the past a common theme that i would have when i'm doing teamwork or team development is at least you know where you stand with a certain leader it doesn't matter what style they have taken is it's it's about that clarity isn't it Mm, it is and if you can have that, and that clarity is so important, because again, we were, I mean, again, that group I was with this morning is because it's so fresh in my mind, we were talking about that resilience piece and the resilience and the most fundamental dimension of a good uh, resilience for the professional context, never mind the personal one, is clarity of values and that they're in sync with your purpose. And of course, it's not going to be that every time, every day, but that the vast majority of our time whether it's in teams, as we were talking about that group this morning, as I was talking about that group this morning, and working with individuals, can I see through to my purpose? Does it in any way clarify the values that I have? So it's 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 it's, it's putting it's putting um, the work into that, into the reflection, into that, having the trusted uh, uh, collaborators like yourself to work that through. Because one of the great things of working with you, William, is that we're working this stuff through. We don't pretend to have the answers. What we do have is the variety of experiences and you have such a range of experience and a wealth of, of, of insight and wisdom to bringing to your work and the quality of impact you have on the people you work with and, 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 and me with mine, but that collaboration, 
when we stand around a whiteboard that looks empty and then in 20 minutes it's full of all sorts of fun stuff. Uh, how good is that? You know, how good is that? But it's based on the layer of trust. It's not on who's going to get the next big, big gig. It's on this is really interesting stuff. Let's explore. Let's go there. And I, I, I do think it, 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 it is that you create the time for this. So a lot of teams that I know that are successful, even though there's a lot of flux going on, is the people who've put in the work already in terms of making that team resilient, which in turn is making the organization resilient. So they're able to adapt and survive in terms of the challenges that the pandemic are, are offering. And what I notice even about our work is that, you know, we've allowed that space to emerge. So sometimes I just rock up for a coffee and suddenly we'll enter ourselves into a conversation and I'll know because you're just simply listening is uh, and, and I'm and I, thinking about the last time that we met was that I was able to tap into you know what was going on for me in that moment what were my biases you know mm-hmm. what was influencing my decision making and I was allowed to because you allowed me that space just to listen. It was a bit like a, a coaching session, re- really. And I was allowed to work it out for myself yeah. at the same time, inform you mm. what was going on for me. And then you were able to know what my triggers were or mm. what my weaknesses were and what I was actually going to do about it. You know, you weren't taking any responsibility on. I was holding myself to account. But sometimes it's about creating that space for people, isn't it, Luke? Absolutely. And both of us able to claim it when we need it. I think that's the, the trust because there's times when I just need to, you know, this is what's going on here. Love to bounce this off. But I think that last part you said is uh, we each take the responsibility for our stuff ourselves. And I think that's what we're responsible for our own stuff. But we get so much from the collaborations and the synergy and the trust so that we can on a consistent basis, have breakthrough conversations. They don't all all have to be uh, huge events. Small conversations can be breakthrough conversations if we bring that mindset to it, we bring that disposition of curiosity to it. I wonder what's going to happen if I come at this conversation in this way. I wonder if I ask a question like that. You know, a great question I get leaders to ask sometimes is why should somebody be led by you? You know, can you answer that question? Why should somebody be led by? It's a really important question for us all to ask as if, if in any sort of leadership role, if we're wanting people to, to come with us on the journey. Um, yeah. And, and I think that's what I really like about the work that we do is, you know, we are there to, I suppose, have those thought-provoking conversations with leadership leaders and with teams Mm -hmm. and really it's about people often challenge you back in terms of the theory and and, and a lot of the times what we do is we actually role play it you know Mm -hmm. in in the session say here's what it might look like and what I I like about you Luke is that you role model that for me Mm -hmm. is you actually you know live this you know um, in terms of the way you behave in terms of our interactions our conversations and I think if leaders started role modeling this a little bit more, that would have a huge impact on the team, huge impact on the organizational culture. You know, Mm -hmm. so this is where we're getting to on this podcast is how do we make a difference by having, you know, those conversations and incorporating those 
signposts, those five layers that you were talking about, so people can navigate those breakthrough yeah. conversations to get more success. Absolutely. And I think that's where the trust must start with ourselves. Can I trust myself to go there? I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to be fully equipped. I have to be open. I have to have some, you know, that, that important awareness layer that's so important in the, in the emotionally intelligent leader that's crucial that really builds on all my uh, natural competencies, but I'm really working about that. But is that trust in self that I can go there, that I'm okay. I'm reasonably okay in my skin most of the time. That's pretty mm. good. And if I'm not okay in my skin, I'm doing something about that. I'm finding some other people. Because our job in, in the work that we do together and what we do separately is we're there to, to work with leaders to, to, to map out where they're at and where they want to go and how they can get there. And to know that we're there as that trusted advisor, the phrase used at the start, how crucial that is. It's not about giving you the, the, the 10 steps to or whatever. We have all of those frameworks in the background, really useful. But the most useful thing you and I offer to leaders is we'll be with you on the journey. You know, we'll, 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 we'll figure this out with you. We'll equip you, we'll empower you so that eventually you won't need us anymore. Uh, but our job is to, is to press on a few of those sore points so that we can have those zoom, those zone of uncomfortable debates, so we can have those breakthrough conversations, so you can get really added value. That's what you want when you engage with, with, with someone like ourselves, uh, or I engage with somebody that I want to, I want to be brought somewhere, but I'm not too sure of the terrain, but I'm with somebody who has a good sense of that terrain and who will take me through it and help me to get familiar, help me to pick up the signposts, help me to be able to continue. I mean, that's, a, that's why we, I know you and I love what we do, because it's not just churning out the same stuff. It's actually really customizing it to what you, the leader, needs at this point. Whether you're a leader of a team, a division, or an organization, it doesn't matter what's it like to have somebody with you showing you some new terrain and mm. mapping that out. How exciting is that? Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, and that's there's, there's a huge reward in that for us when we see the output and you can see how people go, you know, that's really making a difference or that's making an impact. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned something there about, you know, uh, sometimes people put pressure on themselves to do it, you know, in a perfect way. And, and often perfectionism is seen as the enemy of the good, you know. So is there any advice you, you give to people, you know, in terms of that, that, you know, that yeah, perfectionism? I, I have something... I use a lot with, with, with different groups called my two horizons. There's the horizon of enough. Do we know what that looks like for us? What's enough? You know, that in terms, are we striving? It's always good to be striving to be better. I think it's a hijack to be striving for perfection. Unless you're working in a very precise industry that needs to have perfection in, in the pharma industry or something like that. But if for your own personal leadership, perfection can be a paralysis. Whereas improvement, better, is the way to go. So what's the horizon? And then the other horizon that really helps us helps me around this is the, the horizon of credible aspiration. And I think we need to know where we are in that, in that zone between the horizon of enough, the horizon of credible aspiration. And I purposely put in that word credible aspiration because sometimes our aspirations need to be challenged and checked because we could be putting too much or too little pressure on ourselves. So that credibility, which I think is such an important leadership word in these times, 
and it fits so well there. We need to be credible to ourselves as well as to our people, to our teams. And, and we need to have that parsed out. We need to have that uh, understood well for ourselves. And also, what does it mean to be credible? And what's that look like? Uh, I think that's a really interesting journey to travel. And it's, 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 there's a fine line, isn't there, with leadership? And that's why it's so hard, because it's a balancing act. Because if you do too much of one thing, you know, that creates its own problems and too much of another. So it's really about finding that balance. And that's why it's all about context uh, in terms of our work. Absolutely. Because, again, it's, it's you know, what is the healthy amount of stress and pressure? You know, because it, we, there's so many, there's so much juggling going on in leadership. I'm minding that. And again, it's a mindset to that. If I am uh, striving for perfection, it's probably I, I, I'm going to drop, you know, some of those balls I have in the air. If I'm in, striving to be better and self-aware, perhaps I will do the juggling at a better pace. Perhaps I won't put as much pressure on me to put the balls too high. It's I know we're using some visual images because that's sometimes the way I, I, I learn stuff. But it's, you know, what I'd invite the listener to do is to think about, you know, how are you approaching your leadership team, division, organization? And, and how much are you thinking about what's the horizon of enough? What's the horizon of credible aspiration in it? How often are you having these breakthrough conversations? What support do you need to help you be a better you to have a better team, division, or organization. You know, and I think that's where all the services you offer, it's coaching and training and the stuff that we're doing together around, you know, this sort of work and the the, the, the mediation work, the leadership development stuff. I mean, there's, there's such useful support that are there for all of us just to draw on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, I like I receive uh, coaching myself, you yeah. know, and, and supervision. And I think they're a, a fantastic resource that I suppose we should all have someone that we can go to and have that kind of, you know, um, warts and all conversation. Okay. And and something like that, that struck me there was a lot of people, you know, have this notion that we should just be kind of nice, you know, to people all the time. But sometimes being over nice is actually doing someone a disservice. Would you agree? It you know, it's, 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 it is that balance, isn't it? It is. And, and it can be exhausting to be nice all the time, too. You know, it's, it's just exhausting. Whereas I think trying to find a way to be, to be real, you know, to be uh, respectful, uh, to be uh, uh, credible, you know, that involves being nice, but is not exclusive of other things. Because sometimes the most real and credible thing I can do to someone is to say, I, I've got a bit of a tough message that I hope you we can work together to work through it. And, and you may not like hearing it or like me because I'm telling you, but I just respect you and I respect the work relationship that we have. I think we need to have this conversation. So can we do yeah. that? So the nice way would be, of course, to say, no, everything's grand. You're doing great, doing great. Let me know if there's anything I can do to make your life easier. You know, that's not real, but it's very common. One of the most common uh, approaches to conflict is avoidance. And yeah. the other, the second most common approach to conflict is to have a row. So I think what we've been interested in, in the, in the work that we're doing, is to find that middle ground, that constructive approach. Yes, we'll deal with it, but we'll deal with it constructively. Maybe I should mention my three deals. Now, can I stick in, can I, will I share the three deals, William? 
I don't think I have a choice, Luke. <laughs> Go on. I, have to, I, I twist his arm very effectively every so often, but no, I just find them useful again. Uh, the three deals, deal with it early, deal with it directly, deal with it constructively. Because you'll notice around difficult conversations, we tend not to deal with it early. We wait too long and it becomes bigger. We tend to talk to others about it rather than the person themselves. And then it tends to be quite destructive because we haven't figured out ways to manage things constructively. And that's what I know you and I are very committed to. It's to developing the skill set, the toolboxes, all of that around a constructive way to deal with difficult stuff. And that's what's so enjoyable. And, and you know, for me, you, you use that word constructive, but it's really about your building relationships are by having those you know, breakthrough conversations, you're investing in the relationship by putting your emotional energy into a place where it, it requires effort. It requires work. Isn't that true? It does. It does require work. And that's why we need to do that work for ourselves uh, to ensure that we're equipped, that we're confident and competent. You know, you don't just because you've read the five layers of the breakthrough conversations off you go. There's work for the self. But this, it's positive work, it's constructive work. It's becoming, I think, that great description of a leader. It's about being yourself, but more skillfully. Love that description. I don't know where I read that in the last day. Be yourself, but more skillfully. So it's not, no people say, be yourself. Sure, but as a leader, more skillfully. I think that applies everywhere. And a great line. So that's a good encouragement to us all. Just more skillfully. I really like that, Luke. Uh, thanks for thanks for sharing that. And we're coming towards the end of the podcast uh, now, Luke. So what I'd like to do is invite you to do two things. One is, what's your final, you know, takeaway to our listeners here? And if they wanted to get in touch with you, Luke, what's the best way to do that? Okay. I suppose the big takeaway is to see breakthrough conversations as something you can do that's worth doing and you can really train the brain to get better at it because of the impact it'll have for you and for others really worth it check out um, myself and william as, as he as he revealed to the world at the start we're partners now in the mediation foundation of ireland mfi.ie we're providing all sorts of skills uh, there and opportunities there mediation training Conflict, conflict conversations in the workplace, breakthrough conversations, conflict coaching, all sorts of lovely stuff. And that's happening, which has really been wonderful because of the online world with international participants from the Lebanon to the Ivory Coast to Australia. We're having them all there, as well as a few of us out Irish. We still let the Irish in. All good to have the locals. But uh, so plenty there. And very happy if somebody wants to get a little bit of a of a of a of a, a chart a free page on breakthrough conversation just email us through the mfi.ie website we'd be very happy to send that out to you and anything question you might want to put to it myself or william be very happy to to answer it for you and take it a bit further for you if you wish luke thank you so much for being on the podcast uh hopefully i won't make you wait as long as th- uh, this time for it to, to appear it's been noted <laughs> in the red book in the red book, Mr. William. We might have to have a, a breakthrough conversation of ourselves. So thank you so much for being on the podcast, Luke, and thank you for listening. Good stuff. Thank you, William. 
That's it for this episode of the Workplace Podcast. My special thanks to this week's guest for a wonderful discussion. If you want to get in contact with a podcast about a workplace topic or a particular challenge that you're facing, contact me via Twitter at Different Paths. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn, William Corless, C-O-R-L-E-S-S, or go to my website, www.yellowwood.ie. Yellowwood, your external learning and development partner. Provider executive coaching, facilitation and training. Take a different path to success with your career, leadership, team and organisation.